0: Don't go alone. There was, a, there was an old adage within this that says, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go with others.
1: Welcome to Tractionville, the podcast for companies running on EOS. I'm your host, Chris White, along with Benj Miller. And today we have a special guest. Larry Hart is a 20-year Vistage Chair and Serial Entrepreneur, formerly of Atlanta and now living here permanently in Florida. Larry, welcome to Tractionville.
0: Thank you, gentlemen. Uh, I am really happy to be here today.
1: <laughs> All right, Larry. So, for our listeners who attended the last US Worldwide Conference, um, you came in, I think, uh, uh, on the second day near the end, and, and you had uh, a topic that you talked about uh, conversations being the lifeblood of the US business. And here's what I remember from that talk a couple things. One, it was standing room only. And we're talking near the end of the conference, which you normally don't get. So your title worked really well and it filled the room. And uh, two, you know, you really know how to work a stage. Uh, uh, I was up uh, stage right, probably front row, and I got to see a lot of the other things and man, you really know how to work a stage, brother. You look good up there. So, um, it was a lot of fun and you know what, there are a lot of great takeaways. So anyway, let's, uh, let's go back and let's get to know Larry Hart. Tell us a little bit about your entrepreneurial beginnings.
0: You know, when people ask me about that, I always use the, uh, the adage you can't get there from here. Or you can't get there, here from there type of deal. Um, I actually have a degree in chemical engineering. I'm all crazy. Type okay. Of and uh, so, I mean, you sit there and say, how do you end up coaching CEOs with a degree in chemical engineering? Uh, because you're basically probably not a good engineer. They didn't want to building chemical plants. So uh, <laughs> I ended up doing that. But now I, I ended up uh, realizing that engineering wasn't going to be my passion. And I uh, went into uh sales arena, the chemical business, and over the years, it really led me into a number of different positions where I was really working closely with people first in what you would call a sales arena, uh, but ultimately, I, I worked in, the, in a coaching arena, financial services industry, did a lot of one-to-ones in that area, bought a training franchise in the mid-80s, uh, did a lot of one-to-one facilitation in that area. And then about the mid to late 90s, I was approached by uh, by Vistage. They were then known as Tech, the executive committee, uh, to become a chair. And uh, it was a, it was an interesting opportunity. It came came to me, not expected, and I wasn't even sure I really wanted to do it. Uh, but once I got involved, it was like I was made for this. Oh, yeah. It, it, was, it was great. I had a 20-year run. And, uh, have passion for it. And I worked with over 200 different CEOs of small and medium sized businesses in their senior teams during that period of time. Uh, got a great insight and a great look into a lot of people. And, uh, I had, you know, this whole conversation thing you mentioned, I had lots of conversations. I figured I added it up one time and I figured I had over 20,000 hours behind closed wow. doors receiving.
1: Wow. Wow. Yeah. So at what point were you, um, introduced to EOS? When did that come into your, to your network?
0: I was introduced or I guess I'm introduced, it goes back so far. I met Tom Bauer, uh, one of the implementers out of Atlanta. And he actually became a member of one of my business groups, what we call a trusted advisor. So I had known Tom for quite a number of years. And in fact, the, uh, the presentation I made at the EOS conference came about because of Tom's idea. I'll give him complete credit. He came to me and said, you know, you're, you're really positioned based on everything you've done to talk about this thing called conversations. And he used a number of different books that he had read over the period of time. And uh, We agreed and I put it together. And, you know, as they say, the rest is history.
1: Yeah, well, it was a great talk. Like I said earlier in the in the intro, it was literally standing room only, and it was uh, um, it was a hot topic of conversation. I know after the conference as well. So you had this uh, short chemical engineer life transitioned that into your you know you took that first step to entrepreneurial business ownership you ended up owning i think four different franchise models you get into to tech which went to Vistage you did that for 20 years made a big impact there and and then you decided to stop
0: yeah, you know, after, uh, I, I think there were two major events that occurred. Uh, one was that I, I just felt like it was burning out a little bit. Okay. Uh, I, was, I didn't have the energy. I, I, I still love the work. I still like working with the people. But I was doing 30 to 35 two-hour one-to-ones every month besides four meetings. And uh, it just got to the point that I just didn't have the energy that I believed that I should have to do that effectively. Hmm. Uh, Second part of that is, as it happens, I also ended up meeting a a very special person in in Florida, and she and I got together, and uh, Florida looked a whole lot better all of a sudden.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. uh, Denise, the best thing that happened to you, right? That's great. That's fantastic. All right. So, you make this decision, um, and you probably took a little time off. And I know there is a part of you um, that's a visionary. And so tell us, what are you working on now? What are you passionate about
0: now? Well, we'll call it the CEO tribe. That's exactly what it is. Uh, It was actually birthed probably about five years in concept and at least a foundational concept uh, before I left Vistage. Uh, I had been working with somebody out of Canada and we got to talking and Uh, one thing led to another and the the concept of the the, the tribe came about when it was first, uh, when it was first created, it was more of a, um, a website around uh, what we would now know called content. And that was in the days you could quote unquote sell content Mm -hmm. uh, those days passed, And when I came to Florida, it, everything was in place uh, structurally, but it just wasn't, uh, it just wasn't up to date. It really wasn't what it needed to be. And I have to give a lot of credit to to Denise. Uh, you know, Denise Foley is my business partner and my life partner who came up with the idea of, you know, this whole idea of of doing more coaching uh, virtually, uh, peer groups virtually, things of that nature. And we ended up using the, i call it the boat bones of the, of the structure, but completely redid the idea of what it, what it was going to become. Hmm. And so the CEO tribe was reborn, I will say, about six months ago and uh, about to, to actually maybe a little bit longer, just before the time of the uh, EOS conference, uh, we really got it re, you know, relaunched and, and things of that nature. And it's, it's, it's done well. It's growing. It's doing exactly what I want it to do. Uh, probably somewhere in 25, 30% of my goal where I ultimately want it to be. So I'm, I'm happy with that.
1: Attention all visionaries. Do you often feel frustrated by the lack of execution of your leadership team? Or are your company rocks not being completed? You have too many issues popping up that are slowing you down? It's time to ensure that you're maximizing your visionary integrator relationship. Achieve vibrant communication high execution, and work shoulder-to-shoulder to drive your companies forward. Gino Wickman and Mark C. Winters collaborated to write Rocket Fuel, the one essential combination that will get you more of what you want from your business. The key for higher execution and increased accountability is making sure you have a strong integrator in place to build the rocket fuel that will drive your company's growth now you can level up your integrator skills by enrolling them in the rocket fuel integrator academy Masterclass. you can head to rocketfuelnow.com to get started the integrator academy Masterclass, led by mark c winners is the only place for integrators to go to become truly great the integrator academy is in high demand so be sure you're the first to find out when the next class opens up you can head to rocketfuelnow.com Join the waitlist for the next Integrator Academy masterclass. So, what is it about CEO Tribe that's going to attract uh, your your target market of, uh, of of executives? Why CEO Tribe?
0: You know, if I if I would look back on my my tenure as a Vistage chair, when I was interviewing people to become part of a Vistage peer group, uh, many, many people made, made the step. They actually jumped into the pool with the, with the rest of us. Um, but there was still always the idea, of, wow, this takes a lot of time because they had to give up an entire day a month. Uh, they spent a couple hours with me every month. Uh, and then everything ancillary around that piece of it, and the uh, the overall cost, the investment uh, for uh, being a Vistage member has grown to the point now that it's probably somewhere in the area of eighteen to twenty thousand dollars a year uh, to be a member. So cost was a factor. Mm-hmm. So yet you, you had this time and cost both uh, that that came into play. Uh, in the latter years, I found that because I had most of my members in the Atlanta area, but I had some that were in other parts of the Southeast and with them, we didn't meet face to face. We met virtually and I found, uh, two things. One that it went really well, uh, doing in a sense, what we're doing today, uh, on a virtual, um, and what really surprised me is that we were more efficient and more effective with a virtual call than face-to-face because, you know, you sit down at Starbucks, you BS about a few things Mm -hmm. here and there, you talk about how the kids, and it felt that once we we hit the virtual uh, model is that things went a lot faster. We got a lot more done. Mm. And in so doing so, uh, it allowed me to uh, sort of put together this whole concept of, let's disrupt this whole thing just a little bit. And that, if you could, uh, go to my website, uh, you'll see that the main thing that runs throughout the website is disruption. You know, it's at a much lower cost than than coaching that what most people uh, price for coaching. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is uh, a peer group. I use Slack as, a, as the foundation for the, the peer group concept. Mm-hmm. I had done a lot of writing over the years, and I decided to completely open that up. It used to be, be behind the paywall. Right uh, now, it's completely to anybody, and I've got over 450 articles that I've written over the years on leadership. Right. So, so uh, you know, the whole concept was to make it more available, just not to the CEOs, but anybody who had interest to uh, interest in developing as a leader.
2: So, do the, does the group? Meet at a scheduled time, or is it all just done uh, informally on that Slack group?
0: It's it's informally now, bench, But what's interesting is somebody gave me the idea here in the last three months uh, of creating uh, a more formal group. So one of my plans in 2020 is to create what I'm gonna call tribal councils. Uh, <laughs> I, I love this trick, and you know, I love the play on words. Online. Yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna probably create at least one if not more, tribal councils this year. And in fact, depending upon how many EOS members that I ultimately have as part of the tribe, one of the tribal councils could be strictly an EOS-focused uh, group.
1: Sure. Are you thinking like LinkedIn would be the platform for that?
0: No, still Slack. You can do everything through Slack okay. and Zoom. you, know, you know, It makes it nice and you know, Slack, I really like Slack way better than LinkedIn, and that's not a slight on LinkedIn. Right? That's not what the platform was created for. But Slack is uh, absolutely brilliant when it comes to people, you know, from different backgrounds and different places, and, uh, and it's searchable and you know, I just oh yeah,
1: we're it. we're Benji and I are big Slack fans.
2: Larry, so let, let me just recap, make sure I've got my hands around this. You've created a CEO peer group, which side note, almost every entrepreneur that we talk to, that is one of their keys to success that they call out is there was a critical moment in their peer group, guided them through something. Uh, so that that's amazing how much it comes up. And we reiterate that everyone needs one. So we've got a virtual peer group, much more cost effective. Um, You're going to start taking that to the next level this year where people can kind of form uh, smaller groups within that. It all seems like one of those things that's like kind of too obvious. Like, why haven't we all been doing that?
1: (laughs) What? It's so simple,
2: right? Okay. So put yourself in the seat of one of the guys that you left back in Atlanta in your Vistage group, you've made this so accessible. Is it something that you would recommend them be in that as well? Or is it like, no, commit to one, just focus on one peer group?
0: I don't think they they need both, uh, but I have you know I have relationships that go back those 20 years. Sure. I've got people who were with me for 15, 16, 17 years. And so there are some of those that really still want to stay connected to me, uh, whether it be formally or informally. So, so I, I, I don't want to, and I, I, candidly, I, I still think that this is just one of the best organizations around, and I t- wouldn't do anything to even think about, uh, you know, hurting them in any way. Uh, so, you know, I just, uh, if somebody wanted to do both, sure, but I'm not so sure that they'd want to do that take the time.
1: Is there a lifespan of an executive in a peer group? Is, is it generally they're they, they are in for three to five years and then maybe they're looking for something else or they move on or, or, or is it more sticky than that?
0: It is completely dependent on the person. Uh, there are those people who uh, come in, uh, they're looking for something specific uh, and they move on because they got what they felt they needed to get. Uh, Some people can come in and life changes, whether it's in their own personal life or business, they move on from there. But there is a core, I would say, that what I would call uh, uh, the continuous learner. Mm -hmm. Um, and Those were the sticky ones. Uh, I had a a CEO that I worked with. uh, I worked with him for over 25 years because I worked with him prior to uh, uh, becoming a chair. And he was with me there as a CEO in the Vistage Group for about 20, I'm sorry, about 12 years or so. And he made the comment. He said, Larry, when I come into the room and I spend time with you, he said, after all these years, I can't say that every meeting and every one-to-one I get value, but I get at least one or 2 aha's every year that makes a significant impact in my business. He says, the problem is... I don't know when that's going to occur. Right. You know, so it's like it's like the old joke. It says that uh, we we all know that fifty percent of marketing doesn't work. If we knew which fifty percent, we cut it out.
1: <laughs> yeah. Right. So, yeah. You know, a, a, a friend and colleague of ours in the EOS world, Jonathan Smith, um, who who he'll be he'll be on our podcast in the future, and he was one of Gino's um, first. Uh, clients actually, he's he's in the book Traction, and um, he uh, after his entrepreneurial journey, he 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 ended up becoming an implementer, and actually, he and I are accountability partners. And uh, he ca- his company O4G, optimized for growth. He's written a book, and his observation, and I think it it, it goes across the USI community. We we all see this commonality where uh, the executive. Uh, who is really successful in their business has three things. And one is they're in a peer group like Vistage uh, and they're committed to it and they're getting a lot of value out of that meeting monthly and, um, uh, you know, attending those, those events. And then the second part was uh, they had a coach and the third part was they had an operating system. And so, you know, you think of the Venn diagram, right? And there's this commonality, and Jonathan, you know, wrote this wonderful, simple book about that, uh, where, you know, you have the operating system EOS, you have the peer group Vistage, and, and Vistage, again, to your point, also does that one-on-one coaching. It's that combination, and um, plug in whatever peer group, right? I think you're onto something here with with the virtual piece, because I'll go back you know, 15, 16 years ago when I made my entrepreneurial leap, you know, we started a software company, a point of sale software company, and, you know, I had saved up about a year's worth of salary, you know, so, so that I wasn't going to literally starve. But, you know, we really didn't have the budget to fly around to all these trade shows. So, um, this tool came out called go to meeting and I'm like, Oh, this is cool. And lo and behold, I'm using a, a video conference platform to sell. And now I don't have to travel to L.A. Or, or Boston or what have you. I'm doing it from my farm in the middle of Wisconsin. And I've been using that platform for so long. So fast forward, you know, to what you're doing, um, because the key point that I, I, I want to make because because I've been doing it for so long and I agree 100% with you, Um, there's no loss or degradation in the value of the relationship just because it's remote, right? Like we are right now, right? And you, as long as you have video, right, so you have that eye contact, now I get it. It's not the same as belly to belly, but it's pretty damn good. And to your point, you know, being um, a smart businessman, you know, being um, smart with their money um, and where they're spending their dollars – you're, you're onto something. You're going to fill a gap, and you know what I'm thinking about now is you know the the visionary in me is starting to scale your business for you. By the way, I'm running that through okay. my head, and and it's like okay, so how is this scalable? What do you what are you going to do so you don't burn out again?
0: You know, I have absolute control as to how many how many members and clients that I have, and uh, I am not going to work 50 hours a week right. or six i've got a i've got a cap like that uh, the issue of the burnout came from the routine that i had to face going up and down the highway in atlanta and right really what i'm talking about there you, you know the highways in atlanta are terrible uh, so it, you know th- there's something else that ties in i'm going to use a little bit of a segue here what i'm now finding is that the new generations that are that are they're really becoming clients and if you looked into that room even at eos you got know, a lot of people in their thirties and forties, and they've grown up with technology. And in fact, the younger ones would prefer to do exactly what we're doing here today. You know, yeah. it's sort of like I don't want to the time here. You know, like can we meet virtually? You know, not only is it a great idea right now, it's really where where a lot of business is going.
2: Larry, uh, we've been talking a lot about peer groups, but I want to I want to dive into you and your. 20 years of coaching executives and I'm going to ask you to make a huge generalization, but over that time, was there a theme of one or two things that um, were common obstacles into entrepreneurs being their best?
0: Uh, I'm going to do a little bit of clarification because my answer will depend upon the clarification. Are you talking about them as as individuals, or are you talking about them uh, as, with regard to their businesses, or both?
2: I tend to see those very highly correlated, so I'll let you answer that <laughs> clarification.
0: Okay. So the two biggies are, it's all, and number one is people, people, people. I don't care what, you know, if you have a business, you have people. right? right. <laughs> um, and so people are, have been and always will be a challenge with regard to how how you deal with that in your business. And the second part of it, especially in small to medium sized businesses, is this thing called process. If you go to a big corporation, they got people who do process all day long. They lay everything out. They know exactly who's going to do what and when, and they got flow charts and all this kind of stuff. Small to medium sized businesses wing it every day. In fact, they wing it. They may even think they want to have it. You might have some. some uh, some manuals around, you know, operational manuals. But the reality is, most of the time, they're business. They're, they're busy doing the business of the business, and they're not really good at putting operational processes together that allow them to be efficient. And by the way, where's the cost? Of, cost them of at the bottom line? Because they're constantly refixing, refixing, right? Struggling, you know. And it's it's a dollar. So the other pieces of our business that we really focused in on is how do you get more effective at selecting and, and developing and retaining the right people? Nobody's not interested in that one. And the second part of the business is helping companies, especially specifically small medium sized businesses, get those processes down so that they can become more efficient and effective in their businesses. Yeah. I'd agree
1: with that. You know, in, in my experience, you know, over working with 120 companies, um <laughs> look, in, in the people and process are two of the six key components of the EOS model, to your point. And people I hate to break the news to you, but we're all dysfunctional. And it's all <laughs> it's, it's, it's it's you're dealing with people, you're different. Uh, you know, egos and opinions, et cetera, et cetera. That's the easy one, right? And then for those those me- small to medium-sized companies, there seems to be this little fear around process, right? Or, you know, we're too busy. We got it. We're doing it. We'll just fix it as we go to, to your point. They never really slow down long enough to really dive into it. Because I agree with you. When you go deeper, like operationally, processes can become complex, right? So I, 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 I see that as well. And I'm sure you too, Benjamin, and the clients that you're helping,
0: Let me add a quick story on that one because one of the EOS folks that were in attendance in Atlanta had had become a a member of the tribe. And, you know, I hear all sorts of quotes and comments throughout 20 years of vistage, but I heard from this particular member about two months ago, one of the best quotes with regard to what I call business and process that I've ever heard. And he said, Larry we have been really successful over the last couple of years we've grown a hundred percent in the last two and a half to three years we've grown from 30 million dollars to 60 million dollars he said i got a big problem he said i got a 60 million dollar business running on a 30 million dollar platform and it doesn't work i'm having all sorts of problems mm-hmm. you know anyway, we, we used to call that he outkicked his coverage you know so yeah. uh, right
1: that's right yeah, yeah.
2: One of the mental models that I always go back to is the four stages of a, a business being innovation, control, profit, and grow. Yep. And one of the rules of that model is you can't be in two at the same time and you can't skip any. So you can try, but you're going to pay the price. <laughs> and if you think about it, you don't really want to grow and un profitable business, you don't really want to grow a business that you don't have control of. So it's, it's really important to slow down enough to make sure that you can check the box before you move on. Okay? Yeah. Maybe not perfectly, but as we talk about in EOS, you know, 80%, 80%. 90%. Yeah. We'll get you there. Larry, it's been a pleasure having you on. As we leave today, you have such a wealth of information. Give us the biggest piece of advice you'd have for the entrepreneurs that are out there in Tractionville.
0: Oh, oh. boy. Stay true to EOS, I'll give you guys a plug there because I absolutely believe it, is that the structure, you provide the structure for a small business that does not exist. But after that, I think that they have to start digging in a little deeper and saying, okay, what can we do once we have the structure in place? You know, it, We know we need to work with the people, how do we do that? Uh, how can I create that structure? And candidly, just from themselves their personally, is don't go it alone. Don't don't go it alone. There was a there was an old adage within this that says if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go with others. So true. Yeah.
2: Where can we send people to learn about you and check out the tribe?
0: Uh, uh, www.ceotribe com just like so it sounds c-e-o-t-r-i-b-e by the way ceo stands for coaching executives online you don't have to be a ceo of a company nice. very nice that's a
2: good that's a good uh disclaimer there very i nice. would not have known that larry thank uh, you tractionville like us share us talk to us give us some feedback on our website at tractionville.com and we will see you next week on tractionville tuesday